Good morning, Lake Norman. This is Cornelius Mayor Woody Washam, and welcome to About Town today. It's a great day in the neighborhood. If you've been outside today, you've got to be in a, in a great mood. I'm telling you. You know, I got uh, uh, awakened pretty early this morning by my alarm clock to be at, uh, at the uh, Cornelius Today's uh, newsmaker breakfast. So we were all about downtown at that, uh, downtown uh, redevelopment and all that. Uh, but, you know, part of our journey today is going to take us to Lake Norman. And, uh, you know, there's there's no more valuable asset here in in um, uh, our town, certainly, than Lake Norman. A few of us around can remember when it wasn't even there. And uh, others of it uh, have moved here because of Lake Norman. So it's such a valuable asset. And, you know, certainly we need to do all we can to protect the quality of our lake. And we've had some concerns lately. And um, we're here to talk about some of those concerns today. And uh, we got a big announcement, by the way, as part of our radio show today. So be prepared to that as I turn to really a, one of our concerned citizens and one of our great citizens here in Cornelius that uh, I've gotten to know very well over the last year. And that's a guy by the name of Bob Mensel. Bob, welcome. Well, it's good to be with you, Woody. Thank you so much for being with us today. And, uh, you know, we appreciate what you have done uh, to mobilize our, our community. You and Bob Watson have gathered together on a, on a big journey to, uh, to deal with a problem that we have discovered in our beautiful Lake Norman. You know, we had an issue, I guess it's been several years ago now, with hydrilla yep. in, in this particular community. And it was a, a very invasive and uh, really an aggravating problem. And, uh, and we pretty much solved it. It pops up, uh, you know, now and then, but as a, as a general kind of setting, uh, we have uh, figured out the solution to control the hydrilla in Lake Norman. And that's uh, by putting the, what is it? The uh, sterile, kind of, yeah, the, the sterile carp, the, the sterile carp in here. And um, we got a lot of support from the state and other elements to fund that uh, effort, and it's worked. So um, I know Duke Energy, who owns Lake Norman, let's be perfectly clear, mm -hmm. they do own Lake Norman, uh, was a major factor in helping us to, to resolve that particular piece. But the one we're faced with now has, uh, has taken a turn for a lot more concern, a lot more necessary concern by a lot of citizens, and fortunately, we have some very active citizens. And I, I told, I told Bob earlier that uh, he is my best example of a community activist to uh, take the take the reins of a challenge and um, and really do something about it and and make a difference. And uh, this particular problem that we're faced with now is one called Limbia, and uh, Limbia. I'm going to let him describe to you. Uh, radio audience, what Limbia is all about and why we need to be concerned about it, Bob. Yeah, we. I got introduced to uh, this issue last September, and uh, Bob Watson, who lives on one of the coves on the lake, had this black, sludgy mat show up off his dock. He didn't know what wow. it was, and uh, he kind of raked it in and took a look at it and didn't like the way it looked and began to talk to people. Um, not really understanding what it was, uh, got got in touch with Duke Energy, got in touch with Charlotte Water, and uh, found out 
that this is Lingbia. It's also referred to as a cyanobacteria or a blue-green algae. Now, I'm not a scientist. Uh, I, I'm not a, a water plant or you know, specialist, but... Uh, but you've learned a lot, right? I have learned a lot, and I learned a lot pretty quick enough to know that this stuff wasn't good. Right. Now, th the good news is, and I think it's really important for your listeners to know is this is a very, very small problem on Lake Norman. Now, that's kind of good news and bad news. The good news is it's a small problem. We can take care of it quickly or relatively easily. Um, the, the challenge was, because it was such a small problem, was getting people to really care about it and step up and want to do, about, do something about it now. And, uh, and that's essentially what Bob and I decided that we were going to come together and work on and see if we couldn't mobilize support uh, awareness and ultimately funding to, to deal with the lingbia. By the way, I should say, lingbia is not a plant. Hydrilla, which we were talking about, is a plant. Eelgrass or tapegrass that you hear about is a plant. Um, but this is a cyanobacteria. This is, this is a different, it is not a plant species. It is a, uh, it is a, at a cellular level, wholly different from a plant. Well, is it a true statement to say that lingbia is toxic? Well, it, there certainly are toxins. Uh, one of the challenges, and, and again, there's folks that know a lot more about this than I do, but one of the challenges is it's been relatively recently identified, and so there's not a lot of information about it, but it does, it, there are toxins involved. Uh, if you're exposed to it, if it gets on your skin, it can cause a skin rash. Uh, there is uh, research being done by NC State and the University of South Carolina to try to understand the toxicity better. Um, but that information is still yet to come. Wow, that's that's pretty scary. Um, it's kind of like uh, when COVID started. Yeah, right. We didn't know a lot about it, but we had to learn a lot quick. And that's kind of the way this uh, this journey's traveling. And that, that's a good analogy. Uh, and uh, but I, I, certainly we both hope that we, they won't have the kind of outcomes that we had with COVID. But but again, we don't understand, and we're learning as we go. And, uh, you know, it, it can cause issues with your pets, I believe. I heard yes. that, right? If pets ingest the water, I mean, it, it has killed animals. And, uh, and it can, if it gets into the water supply, which is one of the reasons that Charlotte Water was so concerned about it, it can create some smells and some taste issues that, uh, that the community just doesn't want and certainly Charlotte Water doesn't want. Exactly, exactly. Well, you know, there's a lot ahead. Uh, in a few minutes, I, I'm hoping we have some of our experts from NC State to maybe call in and give us some more technical analysis of, of where we're headed with this, because I, I think it's, you know, it may be a, a journey to control this, in, right? Um, you know, down the road and into the future. So, uh, you know, it's going to take some funding and, and so forth. So uh, when you first found out about it, and I, I know the, uh, the funding mechanism uh, was, was a, uh, a, a crazy journey for you guys, um, but it's amazing how this this uh, particular uh, community will step up. I mean, it really is just a blessing, isn't it? It really is. It, it, it's uh, it, this whole. There's been a lot of a lot of good things that have come out of the work that we were able to be a part of and contribute to. But one of the things is is we're just reminded once again what a great town Cornelius is and what a great area the Lake Norman region is. People just, it's, it's, they, they come together. 
They come together as a community. And sometimes we kind of forget how special it is to live here, but this really is a special place. It, it really is. And um, how long have you lived here, Bob? Since 2000. Yeah, we'll talk We'll talk about your journey and what got you to Cornelius <laughs> in, here in just a, a few minutes. But uh, uh, anyway, it's a... Um, it's a it's a crazy experience we're going through with the lake, but we gotta we gotta protect our lake. That's the bottom line of this, and um, I'm fortunate enough to live on the lake as well. And uh, I mean, it's just a crucial uh, issue to me uh, for long list of, of uh, reasons we'll we'll talk about here in just a little bit. So, thanks everybody for listening. This is Cornelius Mayor Woody Washam along with Bob Mensel today, and you're about town, and we'll be right back. with more of About Town, hosted by Cornelius Mayor Woody Washam. Straight ahead on 105.9, 100.7 WSIC. We're back with more of About Town with Cornelius Mayor Woody Washam on 105.9, 100.7 WSIC. Local starts here. And we're back. Cornelius Mayor Woody Washam here. And we're talking about our beautiful Lake Norman and how to keep it pure and clean and uh, uh, protect it from uh, uh, toxic kinds of substances that, that land in there every now and then. And we've gotten one of those situations right now and uh, on our way to some solutions. And uh, Bob Mensel's here with me. He's he's one of our community leaders for this particular cause. He and Bob Watson have, have headed up the effort to uh, raise money and uh, find a solution sooner than later, and there was a there was a major timing issue here, Bob, and I think uh, I think that's what concerned folks. We knew if we didn't get started by such and such a time, that we have to wait till next year, and who knows what the growth would uh, uh, we would encounter with the growth of this uh, uh, Limbia by then. So, in in that true? Yeah, exactly. We uh, as we got into this, uh, one of the uh, the people that was important, groups that was important for us to get to know was the North Carolina State University Aquatic Plant Management Program people. And one of the things that kind of caught us by surprise was that if we didn't start these treatments in April, we would have to wait until April of 2025. Right, right. And with Lingbia growing at greater than 20, or actually growing more than 100% in 2022 and 2023, we just didn't want to wait. And that created a real sense of urgency to get something done sooner rather than later. Exactly. Exactly. Well, what we learned through this process, I know in the first meeting that occurred with a fairly large group mm-hmm. uh, out at the Peninsula Club uh, one day, I happened to be there, uh, was the fact that there is state money appropriated for certain things involving lake quality. Is that correct? It is. Uh, it's it's done through the, the Department of Environmental Quality. The challenge that we had is what is typically funded is eradication of invasive and noxious plant species. But as we were discussing before the break, this isn't a plant. Mm-hmm. And so we've been working with um, House Speaker Tim Moore, um, we've been working with uh, Senator Vicki Sawyer and Representative John Bradford, as well as uh, former Senator Jeff Tart, to get legislation through. Uh, Bob actually, Bob Watson, headed that up, and actually the legislation passed the House. Mm-hmm. It got to the Senate, 
And unfortunately, the Senate adjourned just as it arrived. Oh, too bad. I know Senator Sawyer was there to help if she could have. Absolutely. And uh, we had uh, Speaker Moore was at the meeting um, on the 30th of January, and he has assured us that it will come up for prompt uh, review and hopefully passage when the uh, session comes back in here soon. But the problem was the session wasn't going to come back in until mid to late April. Right. Which was too late. And even if they had passed it then, by the time it goes through the appropriation process, the funds probably realistically wouldn't be available until September or October. So right. we would have totally missed 2024. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, Moving ahead, let's go ahead and get this big announcement. You know, we've sure. been talking about out of the way here so we can get that on the table because if if we don't, I'm going to slip up and <laughs> spill the beans here. Oh, so. that's okay. And 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 everybody needs to know um and I'm sitting here with with the mayor, but uh he was one of the many people that encouraged uh, others to get involved and helped us raise awareness. Uh, he has quite a network um, in our community and beyond, and it was just very helpful in in our being able to communicate and move this this project forward. When we we had a community meeting, and uh, you were there on the 30th of January, we had over 200 people show up, uh, exactly. three or four TV stations, newspapers, and uh, that really began to build the momentum. The challenge that we have, and you understand this better than even I do, is that governments tend to move slowly. No kidding. Yeah, and uh, and but welcome to my world. That's right. And we uh, we uh, we had we had this April deadline, and so we had two. We, we were we were basically like on a railroad track. We were on two rails, and one rail was hoping that governments could come through, as well as industry stakeholders like Duke and uh, Charlotte Water. On the other, we were saying, "Hey, if that doesn't happen, we're going to go out and try to raise private money to get this thing started." And fortunately, both worked out really well. Mm -hmm. um, but on the 30th, we still didn't know. But literally within 10 days after that meeting, Charlotte Water, the town, the city of Charlotte, and Duke Energy had all decided to invest in the program, right, as right. well as Catawba, Iredale, Lincoln, and Mecklenburg County. And we have raised all the funds that are necessary to treat this issue on the lake in 2024. Wow. That, that is such good news, and I am not a bit surprised at that. Uh, if these counties, governments, uh, what, what got interesting to me was, I think the town of Cornelius was ready to step up. Oh, sure. But couldn't, right. based, based on uh, uh, different state statutes that right. didn't allow us to use taxpayer dollars beyond our jurisdiction, and the lake is not part of our jurisdiction. Right. So that that ended up being uh, a challenge for us, and we tried every way we got our attorneys involved couldn't do it, but the counties could do it. Right. So that was the only hope for government to step up because the legislature is out of business right now and um, out of session and couldn't couldn't help us. So, I mean, it was a it was a, a scary time. But I think even if the counties hadn't stepped up, you would have made made your way, don't you well, think? I, I think so. We were well on our way with private donations. Uh, one of the things we promised, uh, and I'm just so tickled to report because we have gotten all this funding. All the private donations are being returned to the contributors. I was at the Cornelius Post Office yesterday putting those packages in the mail with thank you notes, a little small gift, and uh, and their check with a void written across the front of it back to every one of those contributors. So 
Uh, we are very grateful to everybody in this community that contributed, and we are just thrilled that we were able to return return their money back to them. Well, that's awesome. That 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 really is. Um, I think you you kept that in escrow, right? Uh, just hoping you could raise this money through right. other other resources and not have to. And pretty much everybody was telling us, Bob and Bob, you can't you, you can't do this by April. There is right. no way that you're going to find that right. money by April. But again, your work, um, certainly want to sit there and thank Elaine Powell, who's the District 1 Mecklenburg County sure. Commissioner. She was very helpful. Uh, Commissioner um, Bud Cessna over in Lincoln County has been very helpful. And uh, between and once we got a couple of counties on board, it seemed like then the momentum really started to build. Exactly. Uh, because I think the other counties decided, you know what, we don't want to be left out of this out of this project either. Right, right. So well, it, it wasn't. I mean, it's definitely a multi-county it problem. Is. It is. And uh, you know, we we think we know where a lot of this problem resides. Right. But we don't know every spot where this uh, uh, particular bacteria could be located. That. That's kind of scary, isn't it? It, it is. Um, you know, there's 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 thousands of test sites out on the lake, um, and the Lake Norman Marine Commission can speak to this better than I can. Um, but we're pretty sure that there's more out there than what we found. The, what the the vegetation study that uh, NC State does annually um, is really looking primarily at link at the hydrilla, so they can continue to manage that program uh, effectively. But while they're there, they're also picking up other growths, including lingbia. Right. And so to the extent that uh, at these sites where they measure for hydrilla, they found lingbia, it's only 10 acres, 0. 0.0003 of the surface area in the lake. Right. But one of the things that helped build uh, some momentum for this was the folks at NC State are working and have been working for years with Lake Gaston up on the North Carolina-Virginia border. That lake is a little bit smaller than Lake Norman. And they've got a real challenge up there because 6% of that lake surface has lingbia on it. Right, it's right. It's about 1,200 acres. If we had 6% coverage on our lake, on Lake Norman, there would be 2,000 acres of lingbia on Lake Norman. Oh, my goodness. And we do not want to go there. And, and from a financial perspective, Gaston, the folks at Gaston are having to spend... The budget for this year is $1.3 million to treat lingbia on Lake Gaston. Right. We're doing this initial treatment, working with NC State and the Lake Norman Marine Commission for $60,000. So we've got it early. We got it while it's small, and we're, and we're going to be able to deal with it for a lot less money than if we had just ignored it and, and decided to watch, watch and monitor. Exactly. Exactly. Well, folks out there listening... You can call us if you've got questions. Uh, we still hope to get our uh, folks from NC State uh, on the line here shortly. Uh, and uh, uh, But anybody out there with questions, you can call us at 1-844-STUDIO-4. 1-844-STUDIO-4 or 844-788-3464. So please call us and ask a question about this great process we've been through here in uh, the town of Cornelius and really throughout the Lake Norman region to help eradicate or get as close to eradicating as we possibly can a real threat to our, our lake in a, in a uh, very toxic way. So, so we're tickled about that. So, uh, so anyhow, uh, please ask us a question if you, if you can get that uh, opportunity to give us a call and let us clear up any questions that you might have. So let's just say... Uh, one of our citizens, Bob, thinks that they have identified 
uh, an issue, you know, out and out by their dock or out out at their waterfront, what in, what in the world do they do? I am, I'm really glad that you asked that question because yeah. this is something that really does need to be communicated, disseminated broadly. If folks will go to the Duke Energy website and look up their aquatic plant management program, they'll read down and they'll see a little highlighted link that says report. Mm -hmm. If they click on that, they can put their name and their address. There's actually a little map tool on there where they can pinpoint wherever this suspicious growth is. They can take a picture and upload it and submit it to the, to the uh, aquatic plant management program at Duke. And those scientists over there will identify what it is and pass that information on right, for, right. for potential treatment. Exactly. That's, and that's, that is so critically it important. Is. And I did hear as well, I think that there is a link out on the Lake Norman Marine Commission's website uh, that will take you right to that particular link that you've just uh, I wasn't so you, aware of that, but that's a great idea, well, that, too. I got that announcement the first of this week, so uh, so there's multiple ways. But don't sit on this. If you think you got a problem, they'd rather know about it than not, and Duke Energy will respond and check it out. This is Cornelius Mayor Woody Washam, and we're talking about our beautiful Lake Norman and how to keep it pure, and we'll be right back. About Town with Cornelius Mayor Woody Washam. Coming up on 1059 100.7 WSIC. Call now to speak with Cornelius Mayor Woody Washam at 844 Studio 4. It's About Town on 1059 100.7 WSIC. Good day again. This is Cornelius Mayor Woody Washam, and we are back. And we are back with a special guest. And um, I'm so glad that we were able to to connect this morning with actually the project manager of uh, treating our challenge with Lingbia here on Lake Norman, and that would be uh, Jessica Ballman. Jessica, can you hear us? Are you out there? I sure can, Mr. Mayor. Thank you for having me. Oh, we're we're delighted you're here. And uh, tell us what you do, and um, uh, and and then we'll we'll work into what you're doing for us directly here at Lake Norman. But you are with NC State University, is that correct? That is correct. I am an, an extension associate, and I um, am housed in the aquatic plant management program at NC State. Uh, under the Crop and Soil Sciences Department. Um, and our program focuses on management and control of invasive aquatic species. And I have sort of a unique role in being an extension associate. Usually they're, they're county-based, um, but I, my role is actually funded by the Lake Gaston Weed Control Council on a large percent. Um, so my territory is, is Lake Gaston, and I oversee all of the research and management um, that occurs at Lake Gaston that deals with aquatic plants. Well, one of the reasons recently, yeah, has, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, it's, which recently has included the lingbia problem. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Well, absolutely. And uh, you know, I want to take us to a little discussion about uh, Lake Gaston. Uh, 
because okay. we don't want to be like get Lake Gaston here in Lake Norman. I don't think, do we? <laughs> tell us, tell us about Lake well, Gaston. There's a lot of good things about Lake Gaston, but no, you do not want your lingvia issue um, to be like Lake Gaston's. Um, so, Lake Gaston is currently Bob set this up pretty well. Um, is, we're dealing with about 1,300 acres of lingvia. Uh, like Lake Norman, there was a, a large effort to uh, control hydroa. You know, that was their main problem for over a decade. Um, we've gotten hydroa from the thousands acres to hovering around two, three hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, and about the time that we got hydroa under control, Lingbia starts to ramp up and opened up a niche. Um, and now our, our problem species is Lingbia. And it has steadily increased over, you know, the last decade um, to where it is now. Well, uh, in terms of of that uh, treatment there at Lake Gaston, if if they could have jumped on it a little quicker, would that made a difference for them? I I believe so. Um, as Bob said, this is kind of a, a new phenomenon in in managing lingbia um, and. We started about five years ago. Um, you know, they've, they've looked at this in, in smaller systems, but Gaston is, is so large. And we started a research project about five years ago. We had some smaller acreage that we were really looking at different chemical controls, different products that we knew would work on Lingbia, different timing. Um, and it took us about three or four years before we kind of dialed in which products are the are most effective, our treatment uh, timing that is most effective, and our application methods that are most effective. So, and so over the last three years, we haven't really increased our acreage as we were doing previously. Awesome. That, that, that is quite awesome. So how do you know where uh, Limby is? I'm bringing you back to Lake Norman now. Uh, how do you know where it's located in our lake? Is it all over the lake or is it isolated uh, specifically to the peninsula area? Where, where, how do you know where it is? Uh, so NC State conducts yearly vegetation surveys of the shoreline. Mm-hmm. We go out there uh, with basically a double-sided rake attached to a rope. Um, for Norman, we have specific sites that we go and check each year. Um, and we throw the rake and we pull it along the substrate and uh, we'll collect any lingbia that is located in that area. And that way we can detect it as present. At Gaston, we have a unique situation where we have a big group of volunteers. Um, and so we have over 6,000 points that we sample over the 350 miles of shoreline. So for Gaston, we've narrowed it in um, pretty close using that um, volunteer vegetation survey. But for Norman, we use the same uh, technique that's just spread out a little bit more. But we, our survey this year found it um, at the peninsula, and then it looks like it's mid-lake and uh, some located up in the state park area. Oh, okay. So beware these areas and keep your eyes uh, peeled for, for this. So what what should we tell our citizens to do uh, if they, if it's spotted, how, how do you confirm that for sure that that's what you got? Um, so at Lake Gaston and, and Duke Energy has a similar program that they've announced um, in really using an online form and you know, 
homeowners are at their lake way more than we can be. And if they see it or if they suspect that they see it, uh, entering that information uh, goes into a database, adding pictures because, you know, there are some other algae gum type species um, that it can be confused with, but a picture goes a, a thousand miles and then we can geo-reference it to where it is on the lake. And that really, for Gaston, has been a huge help um, in knowing, you know, not only is it there, but how densely is it growing? Is it just along the bottom or is it creating these huge surface maps and, and experiencing extreme growth? Right, right. So uh, what happens after this particular, I think there's a treatment coming our way and that's why these, these guys have been working so feverishly to actually uh, get some treatment going sooner than later here on Lake Norman. Um, why was that important? Well, first of all, it was very, that was impressive how quickly that was organized. Usually the problem with these programs is that initial logistics of organizing and finding the, the funding for it. Um, because unlike some of our other problematic species, Lingbia is, is an expensive one to treat. It takes six consecutive monthly treatments um, over multiple years to get control. Um, and so I'm actually kind of excited to see the results that we have at Norman because at Gaston, the treatment areas that we have are, are so infested that you know, we have some that we've been treating for multiple years and it still has Lingvia present. Um, but Norman is, has the advantage of the, it's a small acreage and the growth densities aren't that large. So um, I'm not quite sure exactly how it will look at the end of six months, but I'm, I'm um, optimistic on the, the results. You'll still see it. It's not gonna be like hydrilla treatments that people are used to in which the treatments reduce the biomass and so the plant is gone. You know, you don't see it, the problem's gone. Uh, Lingbia will still persist, um, but over the years, uh, you'll eventually see less and less of it until, you know, Gaston, we have areas that were completely infested and now you go to those areas and there's sandy bottoms with you know, visible fish beds. Jess, this is Bob. I had a question that... Uh, hey, Bob. Hi. Um, and thank you for being here today. Uh, it's... Oh, uh, we, we need a, 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 a specialist uh, who understands this uh, much better than we do. So, <laughs> I, I, you know, the question that, that, that Bob Watson and myself keep getting asked again and again was, where did Lingbia come from? Do you have any idea how it got into Lake Norman? Uh, no, but it is technically a native species. Oh. So, you know, for Gaston, I have homeowners that are like, yeah, that black mat's been sitting there since shortly after the, the lake was impounded. Um, and so it could have been here for years. The problem is, is when the environment changes and it decides that growth is optimal, and it starts proliferating and it becomes a native that is now problematic. Um, so I don't think the origin is so much the issue, but the conditions that are now creating this optimal growth um, stage. And how do you, th the other question that we get is, when, how long will this typically, do you expect these treatments to have to go for? 
And are there any concerns about being in the water after these treatments have been done? Um, so how that's the golden question is how long do we have to do this? And unfortunately, the answer is we're not sure because it is very variable based on the specific treatment site. So if you have an area that you go in and the mat is not as densely formed, because basically these treatments are just burning off the surface of, think about, you know, a big mat of hair, and you're just kind of burning it off filament by filament, layer by layer. And so if the mat is, has less, you know, growth density, you'll be able to get that control much quicker than if you have a very dense, Map that is just taking you know, several years to to get through. Um, so that's that is a it's going to be a site by site. But again, Norman seems to be very early in this growth um, pattern. So I feel like you know the control will be will happen a lot sooner than some of these sites that we have at Gaston, which is a, a good problem to have. Okay, Bill, we're winding down here. This is Cornelius Mayor Woody Washam, and we will be right back after we hear from our sponsor. It's About Town with Cornelius Mayor Woody Washam on 1059 100.7 WSIC. Local starts here. And we're back. Cornelius Mayor Woody Washam right here in the uh, Cornelius Studios of WSIC. And we have as our, our we have a couple great guests today. Uh, one is uh, Jess Bauman, and Jess is from North Carolina State University. And uh, also Bob Mensel. Bob is one of our community leaders for this uh, uh, toxic type substance that is has been discovered in Lake Norman called Lingbia. And uh, Jessica was just taking us through some great uh, uh, explanations of of uh, the the treatment opportunities that uh, we have now uh, raised enough money to move forward with this treatment. And uh, uh, this was a serious problem that we needed no time to burn until we got our our treatments moving forward. So, uh, so Jessica, we'll we'll continue uh, just a couple more questions for you here. Uh, talk about these treatments a little bit. Should uh, should our citizens feel safe once they see the treatments uh, moving forward, or should they be concerned about that? Uh, uh, is there any toxicity involved with the actual treatments, or uh, what? What's the story on that end of it? Um. So the treat the algicides that we use are a chelated copper-based product, um, and so there are no restrictions in terms of irrigation or swimming when it comes to these products. Uh, if you see a boat go by, copper has a bright, like te teal blue color, um, so you may see that in the water for a couple of hours uh, after the actual treatment goes in. But there's there's no concern in the protocol that we use. Um, there are other protocols that may add additional chemicals that would have an irrigation restriction, um, but I don't see that. Uh, we're finding that we don't need those products for Gaston, and I like to try to focus in on products that are A, effective, and B, have as little side effects for the homeowners in terms of you know, restricting their water use using them. 
Well, that's a that's a relief for me, and, yeah. and I'm sure for a lot of our citizens <laughs> that uh, use uh, the the resources of Lake Norman to irrigate their their lawn. And uh, I'm one of them. Right. So, <laughs> so you've eased my mind a little bit. I, I guess I can uh, yeah. hope for a, a a pretty lawn for a little while longer, hopefully. <laughs> so yeah. So it, but if any any private if there's any other private applicators that come in with their own, you know unique protocol yes if they put anything in the water just for your knowledge um and there is some sort of restriction for the label they would have to post it on your boat dock oh really so you okay. would have to know what they're what they're putting in the water in a public waterway okay well that's that's very important to know uh, for sure as well so so anyway uh what what else is out there in our lake we, we've talked a little bit about eelgrass uh, what what's that all about? I know it's not related to uh, Limbia. That's I mean you know our house is on fire related to Limbia, but uh, is eelgrass a threat to us in any way for any reason? It the eelgrass that we have um, in North Carolina currently is not. Um, we have a spot on. I'm laughing because we have a spot on on Gaston as well that has experienced increased growth of this eelgrass, um, and people because of that growth can confuse it with something that is, is an invasive, but eelgrass is, is beneficial. It's a native. Um, and it's, it's actually a good thing to have along your shoreline, um, in terms of habitat for aquatic critters and, uh, water quality and, and shoreline stabilization. But I understand that some people don't like to jump off their docks and, and feel grass exactly. <laughs> when they're swimming exactly. along their feet. Well, <laughs> I also understand that part well, of it. Well, snakes, but there do, is there's no, do snakes live there? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a great aquatic critter habitat, Bob. <laughs> oh, okay. I hear you. you you're not going to answer that. I get it. <laughs> um, but there is some, some concern when we talk about uh, there's an invasive species of eelgrass. And there's some hybridization that's going on. Some of our Tennessee reservoirs are dealing uh, with eelgrass, but they're they're a non-native version. Uh-huh. And we are keeping a close eye. We've sent off samples for genetic testing. And so currently what we have in Norman and, and in Gaston would be our, our native um, variety, which are completely beneficial. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that's... And, are, and are actually protected by Dominion at Gaston and, and Duke. Okay. And Norman. Gotcha. Gotcha. So what else should we be worried about? Is there anything else coming down um, in, in your, your world of, of what you do that could be something we need to keep our eye out for I and mean, not get caught in this uh, robust need to <laughs> raise funds to prevent a, a major problem. So what, what am I missing here? Uh, you know, if I had the, if I knew all the problems that were about to come down, I, I would make a million dollars. I bet you would. <laughs> and, uh, I bet you would. I wish I had. I wish I had that crystal ball that would let me know the next problem species that's coming down the the chain. But right now, um, I think Lingbia is really the one that's ramping up. And you know, Baden, Tuckertown, we have several of our Piedmont reservoirs um, that are dealing with this issue. And so I think that'll keep me busy for a while. <laughs> You know, one of the things that uh, I was at the uh, Lake Norman uh, Marine Commission meeting uh, Monday evening, and I think there's going to be an effort underway to kind of try to coordinate 
and sync up all the different testing that's going on on Lake Norman so that we can get good data that can be shared across multiple agencies. And uh, I, I think it's, it's, it's just sort of in the beginning stages of those discussions. But I know that, uh, you know, Catawba Riverkeeper's out there testing, uh, Charlotte Stormwater's out there testing, Duke's out there testing. There's, there's a lot of testing that's going on. Um, but one of the things that we're hoping to do is to be able to bring all of that data together, synth- synthesize it in a way so it's usable um, so that we can have a really robust monitoring regime for the lake year after year so that whatever comes our way, uh, we won't get we won't get surprised. We'll get blindsided. Exactly. Yeah. And that's a that's so critical. I know to our town uh, with almost 75 miles of shoreline right. in our little town here, mm-hmm. uh, that becomes pretty critical. And, and, uh, and Cornelius has its own lake. There is Lake Cornelius and Lake Davidson as well. Exactly. That actually were flooded before Lake Norman. Yes, yes, they were. Yeah. I was I was there. I know you were. <laughs> I knew you would know that. Back in the day. I did know that. Absolutely. It put my my childhood home place on the lake. Oh, what about that? Well, there lake you go. Cornelius, actually. <laughs> so it was a it was a big time back in the day. So so it certainly changed our our area forever here yes, indeed. in a good way. In a good way. It really did. So, so anyhow, well, well Jess, uh, you have been absolutely invaluable to us today in sharing some yes. of your insights into this. I know we'll, you'll, we'll see you in and out of, out of town from time to time. I think, think you'll probably be visiting this area at some point, won't you? Yes, I, I'm sure uh, I will be down there frequently in the upcoming months. So, so when do you kick off this this uh, treatment? Is it is it actually April? It is. It will be April. Um, Gaston is usually in mid-April, and so I'm guessing that that'll be about the time that Norman will receive their treatments as well. So we still have to work out the logistics of the actual management of it, um, since we just got the okay from the funding perspective. Now we're on the we're in the logistics side of things. So I'll be able to report more on the specifics of the protocol and the program um, in the upcoming weeks. Oh, that's but awesome. Look out for it in April. Okay. That's, that's good to know. And, and our citizens need to look for what kind of uh, treatment boats? Uh, depends on what company we go with. There's some that have our you know, regular motor-powered boats. Uh, and then the company that we use at Gaston actually has airboats. And so, uh, again, we're in those those early um, stages of planning, but it'll be one of those two boats. So if you see an airboat, um, don't be concerned. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Well, our, our town is responsible for Lake Patrol uh, here in Mecklenburg County. Uh, we we have that that responsibility from the county. It's been granted to um, the town of Cornelius because of our massive amount of shoreline here, and um, so we'll need to keep them informed and posted as to mm-hmm. what to look for, and uh, so they they understand that it's a it's a safe transaction going on here <laughs> and something that we intend to happen. So we'll we'll make sure that yeah. communication connects for sure. I'm sure you guys uh, work hard in in doing that as well. So. So, but yep. but thank you and again. We know those details. We'll be sure it's, they're 
they're spread so that's that people aren't concerned. That's wonderful. Well, put, put me on your mailing list and we'll we'll make sure it gets communicated. <laughs> so thank you so okay. much for your time today, uh, Jess. We appreciate it. No problem. And, thank you uh, for having me. And if we can help you in any way along the way, I know uh, you, you can find Bob and I ready to um, jump in with you for sure. Absolutely. So, but thank you. And you All have right. a, you have a great day. <laughs> so, you too. Thank you. Okay. So Bob, here we go on this great venture to um, eradicate Limbia mm-hmm. to the best we can, at least control it here in our lake. And thank you so much for the hard work that you and Bob Watson have, have jumped in there and um, uh, placed when I first heard this story, I think we were lunch one day to get yeah. into some of the details um, it was a it was a pretty pretty scary transaction, and uh, you know I believe most of what you said, but it's come it's it's bared uh, uh, out in terms of uh, the the stories that you told. So so we're very pleased to uh, know that we're in a we're in a good place with that, and I know we want to thank all of our citizens that stepped up very much and so. uh, and did the right thing yes. and and helped us through what I consider a little bit of a crisis with our lake. Yeah. So we're we're in a good place. So thank you, listeners, for doing that. I hope you I uh, hope you uh, learned something today out there, and I hope you will will heed uh, the fact that we do have this limbia in our lake and keep your eyes out for it. So my wish is that um, we have a good, clean, safe, non-toxic lake, and it'll it'll continue its beauty. And uh, my best wishes to you this weekend. It's, we're going to have some warm weather, I think, happening the next day or two. Hope you'll have a great, great weekend. Cornelius Mayor Woody Washam here, and uh, we will see you next time. Thanks for listening. Serving you better than ever before. 105.9, 100.7, WSIC, Statesville, Mooresville, North Charlotte.